0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Pet Talk Naturally, the place where your animal friends and nature come together to find health, happiness, and harmony with all the natural things the Earth has to offer. Your hosts dr kim bloomer and dr jeannie thomason each week will lead you through the practice of taking care of your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature provides so get ready to learn about natural nutrition preventative pet
1: health and more
0: with your hosts dr kim and dr jeannie
1: well hello i'm dr kim i'm one of your hosts and i'm dr jeannie your other host and today we're going to be talking about A Kingdom for Horses. We're going to be speaking with author Carolyn Salmon Kazmaierczak. I hope I said that right. <laughs> um, and and we are, this is a wonderful book, mm-hmm. um, and, I, and it's a journey. And I think that that's always so cool when somebody steps out in total transparency and will share their journey. And um, I think that it's very brave to do that, don't you, Jeannie? Definitely. So today, um, before we hear from Carolyn, of course, we're going to um, hear from one of our partners. So stay tuned. We're going to start letting you guys know all about what's going to be going on, and we hope that you will get involved because it's going to be a really big show, right, Jeannie? <laughs> <laughs> At <least. laughs> um, So don't go away. We'll be right back.
0: Time to take a walk down the path to happier and healthier pets. And while we're doing that, you get to listen to a few words from our sponsors naturally pet talk naturally we'll be right back
2: do you love your dog then you'll love feeding him mouth-watering all natural treats lovingly handmade by a professional caterer who wanted the very best for her dogs make no mistake about it these are not ordinary dog treats These are doggy delights, like breakfast banana biscotti, honey bear peanut butter balls, yummy apple cinnamon mini cakes, and so much more. Your dog will howl in delight. And now you can get a scrumptious sample pack by going to dingersdogtreats.com. It's a $25 value, yours for just $9.95 through this special radio offer. That's D-I-N-G-E-R-S, dingersdogtreats.com. Every one of these gourmet doggy treats is handmade from the finest ingredients and taste-tested on our own dogs. Your dog will love them. Get $25 worth of doggy delights now for just $9.95. Go to dingersdogtreats.com now. That's D-I-N-G-E-R-S, dingersdogtreats.com. Yum.
0: Greetings. Human? What planet?
2: Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio, horse expert and award-winning writer Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tooting, galloping good time. Every week on Horsin' Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com We're back but our nature walk has just begun. Now back to Pet Talk Naturally with your hosts Dr. Kim and Dr. Jeannie.
1: Today we're speaking with author Carolyn Salmon Kazmarzak and Carolyn I hope I said that correctly let me tell you about this book. It is a kingdom for horses, heartfelt devotions that touch the soul of a horse lover and those that love our Lord Jesus. And it also features, Will Jesus Return Upon a White Horse? Now that is a pivotal um, part in the book of Revelation, in fact, the whole Bible. So I thought that was real important that you Mm -hmm. even wrote a book on it. That's what caught my attention um, because we found Carolyn on Goodreads, which was interesting. It's a social networking site for authors, and it just popped up and I don't think anything's by coincidence but let yeah. me just and Carolyn if I have your permission to share with you a, a little bit about you on, on the back of your book of course yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> now here's what it says back here and first of all let's tell you a little bit about Carolyn you can find her at www.justmeandmyhorse.com I love that <laughs> and she lives in East Texas with her husband Greg and her two children Jake and Ariane. is that how you say her name yes Arianne Arianne, okay. And a kingdom of horses will bring you closer to God and his son Jesus. You do not have to love horses to love this book, although I think you will by the time you get done with it. Mm-hmm. The spiritual journey Carolyn has taken through life with God as her guide and Jesus as her savior and horses as her teachers will change your life and understanding of the bond of love God so wants us to have for his kingdom and his creation. Now, here's what's interesting. Um... Mary Buttermeyer Porter was the woman who wrote that on the back of Carolyn's book, and she was has been our guest um, prior, and but she isn't the one who referred Carolyn to us. It was a strange no. thing, so that was definitely divinely orchestrated. A small and, uh, but world, huh? we, it is a small world. Carolyn, welcome. It's wonderful to have you on the show finally. Thank you. It's good to be here. And I know that you are recovering from a recent um, surgery, so we hope that we're not going to give you undue duress during the show.
3: (laughs) Not at all. I'm very excited to be on the show with you all today, and I
1: appreciate you all having me on the show. I'll tell you what we appreciate. We appreciate the fact that you wrote this book because, first of all, everyone, I'm one of those people, and I, Jeannie, I know you are too, who likes to read true stories. Mm-hmm. And this is a true story book. And the photos in here of the different horses, because every chapter in this book is about a different horse, and um, it also has a very definitive message, and um, it's a devotional book. But it, it it shows Carolyn's journey from her very first horse, and I don't think it gets us all the way. Is it all the way up to where you are now with your with the horse you have now? I have one
3: other horse now, um, B J, and he came to me after I finished the book. So, um, he's the only Is B J
1: the one that does all the shows with you, like the children's? No, um, uh, that's a, that's Aquila. He's a Tennessee okay. Walker,
3: and B J is a thoroughbred that was just recently given to me. Aww, uh, he uh, wow. won, a race, won a race in Austin back in 2006, so he's a very fast horse, but he's also a very loving horse, and, and I just love him to death. So Somebody gave him to you, Carolyn? Yes, some friends of mine here in East Texas raised thoroughbreds, um, Jim and Sue Harris, and Mm -hmm. uh, they retired him from the track and they were wanting someone that they knew would take care of him. He had cracked a cannon bone and... uh, Mm. So he's he's perfectly healthy, and um, he's six years old, and they thought of me, and uh, we used to go to church together, so that really meant a lot to me that they trusted me enough to take Mm -hmm. care of one of their very special horses, because
1: he Mm -hmm. really is a neat horse. You know, I bet you you're of the same mindset that they're all special, but some are just go above and beyond, don't they? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, Yeah. Do you have a boarding stable? Is that right,
3: Carolyn? Yes, I started a a small um, boarding business here. My dad is a house mover, and he has um, been able to move in some stalls for me that some people were going to tear down. And my dad Mm -hmm. said, you know, would you like to have these stalls? I said, I sure would. So we've got some really nice stalls in the, the practically my backyard, which I love, because mm-hmm. I can just walk right out there, and there's my horses. Wow. And my husband did a lot of work on them, uh, getting them where they are today, where we can actually use them to board horses. And we have boarded some horses here, and it worked out very well. And uh, right now I'm just... Don't have any at the moment because this is East Texas, and most people do have their own land, so mm, <laughs> it, ah. it it comes in handy for those that um, just want to come on a weekend. Or mm-hmm. I have boarded horses for like a year before, wow. but my parents have a RV park and campground here, and uh, some people like to bring their horses when they come to camp, and sure. so then I have a place right here for them where they can keep their horses. So that I'm works really out jealous. There.
1: I'm really jealous that you can walk right out and have a horse connection. (laughs) Horses are really special. and, And one of the things that um, we have been talking about on the show lately, you would know Aww. since we've had Mary on and so forth, that we are, if you hear snoring, that's not <laughs> us, Carolyn. <laughs> Sorry about dog. that. That was my first <laughs> 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 We yeah. say this is an animal show with authentic animal sounds. Is <laughs> <laughs> um, <Was> that that <laughs> little, <laughs> little <laughs> Boston Terrier? Yes. She <laughs> <Yes.
3: laughs> curled <I laughs> up on my lap and let out a big, snoring <laughs> sigh. Wow, good. I
1: uh, love her <laughs> sweet little dog. But one of the things that, that we do know about that, is that horses have played a real pivot role throughout the Bible, and more so than maybe people realize, and I do think you bring some of that out in this book also, but we are talking a lot about um, how much God cares for his, his creatures, but the horse seemed to play, has always played such a big role, and I really do feel that a lot of people find them, there's just something uh, almost un, unworldly about them they're um, they, they're they're a different kind of being than a lot of other animals, and I do think unfortunately too, because of that because they've been um, so much these great big beasts that you know they're huge, but they have done so much for us you know we've we've almost right. taken that for granted I think I and agree so with that. I think now it seems that more and more people are becoming aware of how Really amazing these creatures are, and how really important they are in God's grand plan. I
3: agree with you so much, Kim. Um, as you know, when I went to write the book, I, I I went through concordance and found all the scriptures in the Bible that talked about horses, and and just really learned a lot through that about what God is trying to, I think, show us through the horse. And to me, it's very exciting that. Um, that they did play such a big role and you know like they were used for war and but in the very beginning of course that wasn't God's plan I think you know God's plan was for yeah. for things to be perfect and of course mm-hmm. with the sin of man all the animals had to suffer after that But
1: right. um, yeah and, and even more so after the flood huh yes so um, I tell us about the white horse though Carolyn tell us oh, what horse. that special message is
3: well, what I find exciting is um, in the Bible it does talk about Jesus uh, returning on a white horse, and um, if you read in the New Testament there's really no accounts of Jesus riding a horse Mm-mm. up mm-hmm. until revelation and right. what he rode on Palm Sunday was a donkey, which mm-hmm. is most people considered the low and meek animal, and time you had a big king you know that came into uh, clay, they were usually riding a big white stallion. And mm-hmm. so I think the people um, that wanted Jesus to be their king, they thought he was going to be their earthly king. They really didn't realize that he was going to be their heavenly king. Mm-hmm. And when he, this man rode, rode in on a donkey, or they thought of him as a man, um, they thought, well, this can't possibly be our king and our savior he's riding on a lonely donkey Mm -hmm. but i think um god uses all of that to help us to grow as christians to know that um his that wasn't his full plan and he the bible does say he will come back on a white horse and as our savior and um I'm faithful and it.
1: true. Faithful <laughs> and
3: true. Yes, mm-hmm. it says, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him was called faithful and true, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. Revelations nineteen eleven. 11. So, um, I believe the Bible... And it Bible, says he makes
1: war. Now, a horse would be a beast of considered in the Bible of power and war... Only yeah. because um, while well, this is a big, magnificent beast, and like you said, the donkey was considered lowly or a peacetime beast uh-huh. wow. that um, a possibly a prince would ride upon. Yeah, so he might have. Yeah, there's several, several,
3: um, <laughs> several, scriptures in the Bible that talks about um, the horse being a creature of courage and a strong war mount. Mm-hmm. In the book of Jeremiah, there's several scriptures that describe the horse in battle, and in armor. Jeremiah 46 says, "Harness the horses and get up, ye horsemen, and stand forth with your helmets. Furbish the spears and put on the renegades." And then Jeremiah. 8, 15 16 says the snorting of his horses were heard from Dan the whole land trembled at the sound of the neighing of the strong ones and there's several more scriptures that talk about horses being in battle and you know sometimes I look at it as maybe God was preparing them for that really final battle you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, but you know like I like I was saying earlier, God's perfect plan in the beginning, of course, was not for all of this to happen. Right. but with the, with the fall of man, it did happen. And I believe that He gave many of us, like uh, you and I and, and so many people listening to the show, such a, He's given us such a heart for animals, mm-hmm. that um, there's so many people out there that don't, and it, and it breaks my heart to see people abuse an animal.
1: Yeah, it uh, does ours too, and again, I think, and you know, we were talking. We have a guest that we had to do a pre-recorded show with Carolyn, and um, that was one of the things we talked with her afterwards about. That it's interesting how the this while this is a great big animal, and always seem and they are very powerful.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, but they're a prey animal. So um, I think that because of that, we have so manhandled them, and I honestly believe that horses are one of the most have been one of the most taken for granted and one of the most abused. And that, to me, is kind of synonymous to what we did to our Savior.
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, um, exactly. I
1: and, agree. and and yet he's going to come back in all glory and all powerful. And it does say he makes war, but he's going to make war on those who have not received him as their Savior. So. Um, it is it is a very powerful statement that Jesus came as the Prince of Peace and rode upon this lowly beast, the donkey, in 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 as a, you know in a calm and sedate way. But yet he comes back as our powerful Lion of Judah um, on this magnificent animal. So I think that that's powerful imagery, and I thought that, that um, you portrayed that very well on your book as well. And you show a herd of them. <laughs> uh, yes, I have had several
3: horses, and as I've, I've put in the introduction of my book that I felt that um, I had not abused them in the way of a physical sense, but that many of them I had not really um, come to understand how to communicate with the horse, and right. that 's what so many people are learning today is what is their language it 's never the horse 's fault when right. um, someone gets hurt it 's really the human that doesn 't know what they 're doing, mm-hmm. and I think that 's part of why I wrote the book. Um, I learned so much through all of the horses that i 've had, what I did wrong, and what I felt like I could correct and And then, of course, with my love for God, he just showed me through each one of these horses the things that I learned. Like My first chapter is about Mary, a Welsh pony, and I was so fearful of horses as a child. That's hard to believe after reading this book. (laughs) (laughs) I know it. I've come a long way, and that can only be God, because I I grew up very, very afraid of horses. And Mm -hmm. um, this little Shetland, or Welsh pony, actually... That my dad had when we first moved back to East Texas is really was such a big help because she was so laid back that I really saw that she wasn't going to hurt me, and mm-hmm. um, she really helped me a lot in, in getting over my fears. And then, you know, from there I've gone through different horses that. I just didn't really understand, like I said, how to communicate. But they
1: were like your teacher horses. Carolyn, I'll tell you, yeah. um, what moved me was your transparency in showing here's where I messed up. But what I was reading was n- not just your journey of, it, of learning about these animals and overcoming your fears, which is real important um, to hear, that you you faced your fears head on and overcame them Um and at the same time you you learn something from each one of them and each one of them they purposed in your life I, I really think god just placed those in your life to guide you and teach you and those animals honestly i do oh, think yes. that animals just you know cuz they live in the now um that they accept where they what they whatever that purpose is that god is using them for because um you know, unlike us, they don't have free choice, uh, and right. uh, they also didn't sin, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so so they aren't fallen, so right. like we are. But um, that's right. You know, they're
3: they're a pure. He uses them to Animals are, You're breaking up just a little bit,
1: Kim. So I haven't caught everything that you're saying. Oh, I just said that God uses them um, to teach us. And, you know, oh, yes. I think that, you know, every one of them in your life, while you might have felt that you didn't live up to possibly maybe always doing what you know now is the yeah. best thing, um, the animals kind of take things in stride yeah I can, they, take I- th- they take things in stride, and I just think that you know that that was just for your learning, Carolyn. I mean, you All learned right. something from it. What if you hadn't? What if you just kept on going the way you were going?
3: Oh yeah, I would still be um, not really open. I don't think I was really open to what God was trying to show me mm-hmm. and tell mm-hmm. me um, I just wanted a horse. And I didn't really bother to learn more about the horse. I just simply wanted a
1: horse. Do you know how many horse people have told us that? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, what did you say? I said, do you know how many horse people have told us that?
3: Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. And and most people really don't even have an a idea of what they really need to learn before they get out there and get a horse. No, they don't. And it, unfortunately for the horse, he goes through a lot of um, a lot of abuse. And so many of the horses I've talked about in my book have, I feel like, have been through quite a bit of abuse. Right. And, um, and they just want to please, you know. They just really do want to please. And they're looking for us to be their leader so that they can have some... Because they are prey animals, mm-hmm. and we are predators. So when they right. see us coming toward them, the first thing they think is, oh, you know, is she coming to hurt me? Or, And so they have to... We have to gain their trust enough to show them that we are willing to be their leader. We are willing to learn their language. And, mm-hmm. and if you want a good relationship with the horse, that's what you really need to do. And I think when you have um, God in your life, then he can really direct you in that in that direction. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of prayer needs to go into it before you even um, start to think about purchasing a horse. and
1: mm-hmm. um, Without
3: doubt. And I just, I feel like God has really blessed me with my horses. I just feel like I've come such a long way. I feel like I was out of his will in so many things that I did with the horses, like things that I wanted to do, things that I thought right. that, that would be fun for me, you know. But but what about my family and what about my horse, you know, what about God? Where did God want me and all of that? Was I really truly seeking his will and mm-hmm. what he wanted with what I wanted to do? I know. At one point, I wanted to start a drill team, and it just fell apart. It just was not Christian based at all, like I had hoped for, and it was. Right. Just and you
1: talk about that in your show, in your I'm sorry, in your book, right? Yeah.
3: I, I wind up selling a really nice horse that. Um, oh yeah. I believe God gave that horse to me. She was right. she was wonderful, and I just totally went against that and thought, mm-hmm. well, I want a faster horse for this drill team. And the horse I wound up with stumbled constantly, so I found myself on the ground more than I did in the saddle. Mm. Yikes. And it just did not work out like I had wanted. And right. it was such a desire of mine to have that drill team. It could only be from God that I was able to just let that that desire go. And exactly. I have no desire whatsoever for that now. I just really want to be able to enjoy my horse, communicate with them, love them I think the way God intended for us to love our mm-hmm. animals and um, and just God has shown me so many things through the different horses that have gone through pain and the pain that, that Jesus has gone through for
1: mm-hmm.
3: us right? and um, the hope that God gives us through uh, so many some of some of my horses, I just really felt like that they um, they had hope in our freedom and in their life, and I believe God gave it to them, and, and God shows us what kind of freedom we can have, and to be in life for fear in the fear, for instance, you know that can mm-hmm. be such a gripping emotion to take control of our lives to where we're not willing to really listen to God, and I think you know. Just being able to see that God helped me through my fears with the horse, you know, it it showed me something, what God was trying to tell us that we can use in other areas of our life, not just with our animals.
1: But But isn't that interesting that he chose a horse to teach you? I'm sorry? I said, isn't that interesting that he chose a horse to teach you? Right. Yes, I, I
3: think so, because... I never really, you know, as a child, I think a lot of little girls always kind of want a horse, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so there he was. You know, when I moved back home, here's this little horse, you know. And it was something I always kind of wanted. So I really felt like Mary, the, the Welsh pony, was just placed there just for me. She was just one single pony out in the herd of cattle. And mm. she really turned out to be just, just exactly what I need in the right. very beginning to help me to get over my fears, of course.
1: Carolyn, as we wind down, and I hope you can hear me, but um, when you set out to write this book, did it turn out to be what you thought it would be? Or was it, it really? It really
3: did. It, it really did. I mean, when I wrote this book, I was actually writing uh, another book. I have another book that I had written about. Um, Different searching for breeds. the perfect horse. Yes, searching for the perfect mm-hmm. horse. And what it is, it's a book about 20 different horse breeds that I chose to write about. But as I was writing that book, this book kind of came into play, and I, but it would not fit in that book. Mm-hmm. What I wanted I the to <laughs> say spiritually, and um, so. Um, It was a very relaxing time that I was able to sit back and write this book, even though I was working a full time job. God really blessed me to where I was able to write all this down. And my hope is to just share it with other people that not only love their horses, but that they love our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that. Mm that they can learn something, too, through the relationship that they have with their horse. But yes, to your question, absolutely. It just, it really is what I think I had hoped to try to express and get over to people about how our, important our relationship is not only with our animals, but how important our relationship with Jesus Christ and to know just how much he really does love us. Mm-hmm. And as the, us being humans, we really can't comprehend the, the great love that God has for us. And, you know, one of the things I would like to say is God does love us. And he has a special plan in our life if we're just be open to that and be patient. So many times we're, we're so impatient, and I think that's why I made so many mistakes with all my horses. I was very impatient, and I wanted to do what I wanted to do and I wasn't really listening to what God had for me. Mm.
1: And a horse, Horses are so... They, they really are an interesting animal, and I've heard so many people tell me about how much they have learned as a result. And, oh, yeah. Carolyn, I'm glad that you wrote this book, um, especially because it's so heartfelt and it is so transparent. I would encourage our audience to go to www. Dot, just me and my horse, that's A-N-D, not the ampersand, but just me and A-N-D, my horse.com. And pick up a copy of Carolyn's book, A Kingdom for Horses. And um, also maybe even the other book, um, <laughs> Searching for the Perfect Horse, because right. they were written almost synony- you know almost uh, simultaneously. Um, and Carolyn, uh, we're going to put you on the spot now. So here's what we're going to ask you right now. What words of wisdom do you most want to impress upon the audience in closing?
3: Well, um, before I came in to be on the show, I was sitting outside, and, and there my horse was. I was watching him graze, and, and I started thinking about, you know, who God is and, and what he really wants for us, what he expects from us, and I really, I really want to impress upon the audience that God loves us so much, and He gave us this kingdom of animals to, to care for. And um, not all animals are domesticated, but I believe the ones that He chose that would be more suitable to being domesticated is our responsibility to take care of them and love them. And they can be so, uh, so fulfilling in our lives, is the way that, of course they'll never take the place of Christ but I believe they're a gift from, from God and Amen. we have that responsibility to to care for them and, and the unconditional love that they give to us can teach us so much about the unconditional love that God has for us mm-hmm.
1: thank you so much for that thank very you, wise message and I appreciate that and we look forward to having you back Carolyn and um, we wish you so much uh, success with this book and with everything that you're doing um, and of course all glory to our Lord and savior jesus and Jeannie, mm-hmm. in the spirit of love and truth we hope you all have a tail wagon hoof stomping wing flapping perfectly animal talking day
0: pets and nature come together every week on pet talk naturally with your hosts dr kim bloomer and dr Jeannie thomason learn how to care for your pets with all the wonderful natural elements that nature has to offer so your pets can live a happy, healthy, and harmonious life. Pet Talk Naturally, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Naturally.